0: Hi everyone, it's Tony, and David, and we're here with the latest episode of Two Dudes Talking Disney. Today's episode, all about Hollywood Studios. So Hollywood Studios opened in 1989. It is the third park of the Walt Disney World Resort. It's also the smallest park at 135 acres. In 2015, the park hosted about 10.8 million guests, making it the fifth most visited theme park in North America and the eighth most visited theme park in the world.
1: Alright, so uh a lot of people know that the third park joined us at a rather exciting time in Disney history. We'll talk about that in a minute, but the uh, where this park came from, I think town has one of the more unique stories of a, a park beginning. And a team of engineers, imagineers, excuse me, was led by Marty Schuyler and Randy Bright. They brought you most of your classic rides. They were the big world's fair guys, they were you know, they were they were one of Walt's nine old men. They were assigned to create two new pavilions in Epcot's future world. Uh, their their session led to the Wonders of Life Pavilion and the Great Movie Ride Pavilion. Uh, the Great Movie Ride Pavilion was supposed to actually sit between the land and journey to imagination pavilions. But when newly appointed CEO Michael Eisner saw the plan for the pavilion, he requested that instead of placing the ride in an existing park, it should be surrounded by a new themed park with Hollywood entertainment style shows, stuff like that.
0: You know, I, I think Eisner gets a, uh, gets a bad rap uh, because of the way his tenure ended. But a lot of people don't realize that because of Eisner and his love of Hollywood and, and classic, you know, he was raised in New York and, and classic theater. He had a very big theater goer. Um, we saw Disney go to Broadway, uh, which has brought us, you know, The Lion King, Aladdin, and uh, Tarzan, Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, um, you know, it's had a real resurgence. Uh, he also brought us the cruise lines. Uh, he was a big fan uh, of cruising. As I said, you know, in New York, he would uh, go down by the docks and, and watch the cruise ships come in. And that led to the Disney Cruise Line. So for as much as he did bad, he did good, and I think uh, Hollywood Studios is kind of the personification of his version of
1: Hollywood. It's true, actually. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of New York City, actually credits Michael Eisner and the Disney Corporation with turning Times Square around by bringing the Broadway shows in and, and what they invested in that area. Yeah, and the, the
0: one thing they didn't bring in was uh, a vacation club. There were plans at one point to put a vacation club in Times Square.
1: Yes, it would have been very convenient for me. Uh, so the park, as Tony said, it's designed to represent Hollywood in the heyday of the 40s and 50s. And I'm actually gonna uh, I'm gonna to read Tony demonstrate my reading ability. Uh, Michael Eisner's opening day quotes because I think it sums up the park. And he says, uh, "The world you have entered was created by the Walt Disney Company and is dedicated to Hollywood, not a place on a map, but a state of mind that exists whenever people dream and wonder and imagine." A place where illusion and reality are fused by technological magic. And he ended it with, we welcome you to a Hollywood that never was and always will be. Now, I I know, you know, Tone, this is my favorite of the parks. Uh, I like going to Hollywood studios, but it is. It's, it's that, that image we all have in our head of Hollywood. Not what it really was, but we, we think it was back in the, the golden era. Right. It's also kind of a timeless area. Uh, you know, you walk through the park, especially,
0: you know, walking down the main street there, you know, it is essentially, uh, towards their hub. And it really, even though it's the forties and fifties, it, it, does feel kind of timeless.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, one, one interesting fact about the park is it's currently a park without an icon. It's the only time this has happened in a, a Disney park. Uh, as you know, when the park opened up, its first icon was the giant earful tower, which is now gone. Which is gone, but that was the park's icon from the park opening until about 2001, and then they replaced it with, uh, if you read my notes, the stupid sorcerer's hat. Uh, they brought in that Fantasia Mickey hat as the icon and put it smack dab in the middle of the park. Which was supposed to be
0: a millennium uh, celebration thing, much like the wand, the yes. on on uh, Spaceship to, Earth. Yes, which was hated by millions. You know, which that got removed after a couple of years, I think in 2005, but... Uh, the hat kind of had a permanent home. Uh, they housed a store underneath it, but it really blocked, you know, the theater there.
1: It's um, like they put, it'd be like if you dropped something in front of Cinderella's Castle. Right. I mean, that, and, yeah. just, I mean, and left
0: or, it. Or encasing it in a cake. Right, right. Exactly. Um, There's some
1: terrible things you could do.
0: You know, and they finally did knock it down. It, it's funny to look on the boards, you know, discussion boards about people who only know it. ...as being there, and they're all upset because, oh my God, how could you take away the I hat? I was so excited. Whereas the minute I heard the hat was coming down, I kind of did a little jig.
1: Yes, yes. So the the hat was the, the icon from 2001 to 2015. So currently, depending on different venues, Disney uses either the uh, Great Movie Ride Front, the front of the Chinese Theater, or the Tower of Terror. Um. Some Another little interesting part about Hollywood Studios tone, and I don't, I don't know how much of this you want to get into, but before the park even opened, they ran into some trouble and they actually had a large lawsuit between MGM and Disney. Uh, the lawsuit centered on MGM opening a, a similar style park in Las Vegas. It was called the MGM Grand Adventure Theme Park, which actually only went from 1993 and they closed it in 2000. So the, the lawsuit ended with a, a Disney victory and Disney was allowed to use the MGM name, and they had certain rights to certain movies that were located inside the park and inside some of the attractions, but the the relationship never uh, recovered, and that's what led to, when the contract was up in 2008, Disney renaming the property.
0: Yeah, it was also an interesting time when Hollywood Studios was being built that they were kind of racing against Universal Studios.
1: Yes, that's the uh, other uh, elephant in the room, if you will. One of the, the... Universal had announced that they were going to build in Orlando, and Universal chose to build in the city of Orlando. And Disney's autonomy of being their own city helped them because, as Universal, literally like you would if you owned your own home in a city, had to go and get building permits and submit plans. Since Disney's its own city, they were able to, to bypass, if you will, that process. And, uh, and, and they announced their park after Universal and opened before because of that ability that the, that the Walt Disney Company has down there and then that's part
0: of the genius of the, of the way Disney went about that is by creating the Reedy Creek Improvement District which is the governing body of uh, the Walt Disney World Resort complexes they are their own government so they uh, you know they can kind of almost do as they please
1: Wow Tony. I think we just came up with another idea for a different episode yeah yeah wow. see that our fans we are constantly thinking so um another thing too that that Hollywood studios did is it's kind of one of the opening acts of depending on where your fandom of Disney history is is, is what they called the the Disney decade and that was proclaimed by Michael Eisner uh, as everyone knows you know when Walt died Roy was right there to take over and Roy you know he passed the torch to Roy uh, Roy lived until shortly after the Magic Kingdom was opened um, and the, the after Roy and Walt died there was a, a period where the, the Walt Disney Company wasn't as financially sound as You'd think. I mean, they were they were still producing movies, but there was kind of that like lull. Am I right. correct? Like, we, we talked about it when we named your favorite Disney movie that that 70s period. That kind of black hole. Yeah, yeah, where they... Which was... I think they actually made movies, one of the big the, movies, the the black, black hole. I call. Their, their idea, their <laughs> version
0: of Star Wars sci-fi. Yes. And, you know, uh, during that time period after after Roy died, um, I believe Walt's son-in-law, Card Walker, uh, took over as the CEO and president and... You know, kind of, things just kind of chugged along, but without Walt's passion and and Roy's business savvy, they they really were kind of meandering.
1: Correct, and they they were actually the the company was almost the subject of a hostile takeover. There was a group of shareholders they were trying to, to promote a hostile takeover, and that's when they brought in this this young hot executive named Michael Eisner, and and Michael's plan uh, was simply to build, and uh, like I said, they called it the Disney Decade, and in 1984, Eisner took over the the helm. And he immediately began plans to just build, build, build. And, and we've seen it, you know, the hotels, the parks, the cruise lines. Uh, uh, but a lot of his projects never came to light. I don't know if, if any that you want to go into tone that you're aware of or anything that uh, some of them. Off. I
0: mean, there, there's a ton of stuff, you know, and it's not only Eisner stuff that didn't go off. You know, oh. you're talking ski resorts uh, that Walt wanted to build, which is actually gave us the Country Bear Jamboree. Um, you know uh, the vacation club in New York City, the vacation property, uh, vacation club property uh, in Times Square. Uh, you know the park in Virginia. You know there, there's always rumors. Um, uh, what's now Disney Sea in Japan uh, was rumored to be the second park in Los Angeles. Correct. That was his. That was, was on the, on Eisner's big. Uh, so there have been a. You know this may be another show in and of itself. Right. The, the <laughs> unbuilt. Uh, unbuilt. Dreams and designs of the Disney Company because there's a ton of it out there. But if you want to talk specifically about Eisner stuff, uh, you know, start like off. I said,
1: I, I think your your biggest one is that that park. The I, it was to be located on the shoreline in uh, in Los Angeles, and it was going to be, you know, consisting of of I believe they bought the uh, the spruce is it the spruce goose or the blue goose the spruce goose the, spruce goose, the aircraft the uh, Queen Mary the QE two, yeah. you know they they were planning on building a park, and it was all part of this Michael Eisner's plan to just build, 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 and it, and it worked. I mean, it, it turned it into, like you said, I, I was a fan of Michael Eisner. I liked, you know, at the end there, things kind of got a little sour, but, you know, he, he did a lot for the company, and he brought it a long way, and his plan of building and building and building, as we see, worked. Did. So, um, Tone, now, why don't you go into a little bit about the production history of, of sure. Hollywood Studios? Sure. So, the
0: uniqueness of MGM uh, Studios, now known as uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, you know, was that it was initially a real working studio? Um, there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of animation that was being done down uh, down there. There were some live action shows that were being done. Uh, Thunder in Paradise, uh, which I believe was uh, one of the trivia questions. Yes,
1: for the the well, I don't know. It was did for that, the. I don't remember if that maybe it, made it into might the been, It's in, it's in the lost the Epcot, files. The,
0: the, the Epcot episode four times. Um, but, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, Thunder in Paradise was a syndicated TV show, was filmed there.
1: Uh, the, the best part of that show was Kathy Ireland, if I, if I remember I, correctly. I, did, I didn't watch the show. I, yes. liked, I liked the boat. I watched the show, and I, I remember actually going to see them film it. Uh, they filmed it all over the Disney property. As a matter of fact, the, the, you know, all the post-production was done at Hollywood Studios, and they filmed locations. Their bar that was on the beach was on the beach of the Grand Floridian. Uh, you know We said they, they used Seabase Alpha as a prison facility. Uh, it was. Uh, I thought it was really cool to go there and see the movie.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so you know uh, some of the animated work that was done there during that the early years of the park. Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, uh, the the underrated Brother Bear, um, which does have Bob and Doug McKenzie from SCTV. I really enjoy hearing those guys. Um, Passenger Fifty Seven. You know there was a there was a lot of stuff going on there, and it, it was a true active breathing park. And part of that was the the backlot tour. Um, you know, you could go and, and see some of this stuff as it was being done. And, and over time, you know, more of the animation was shipped overseas. uh Animators were let go here. They just kind of stopped production. And the back lot tour remained, but there really was nothing to see. It was no longer a working, functioning studio.
1: Yeah, it became more like a like a, a traveling museum. Remember, remember you go by the house from Golden Girls right. and, you know, the leftover props from Star Wars and Flight of the Navigator. The shell was back there. Uh, one of the things I remember, too, when the park first opened that I thought was fascinating was they had, like, a celebrity of the week. So they would have a, a celebrity there that would, you know, ride down in the motorcade and put his hands in the cement or their hands, you know. Uh, but it, it was – there was a lot of uh, a lot of dreams that went into Hollywood Studios that never came to.
0: Excellent. So uh, Hollywood Studios, you know, much like all the other theme parks, is divided into lands of uh, different sections and uh, – entering the park you you come down hollywood boulevard uh which is you know essentially the main street uh it's your your main gate um and uh you know that leads you down to the great movie ride Uh, there's just a bunch of shops as you're walking down um the hub which is you know for that park uh, where the great movie ride is um has now kind of become almost a star wars uh area uh, because you know you've got star tours to the left you've got uh, the launch bay to the right and then they built a new performance area where uh, Star Wars uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away stage show occurs, and I know Dave's a big Star Wars fan, uh, so I'll let him talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, and uh, Hollywood Boulevard, like we said, the, the Hollywood that never was as you walk down it, and uh, one of my favorite parts of, of Hollywood Studios I think a lot of people overlook are the citizens of Hollywood. I don't know how you feel about them, Tone.
0: Uh, it's great. It's, you know, a little street atmosphere. Um, you know, they, they portray... Your stereotypical Hollywood, uh, you know, producers, actresses, and they—they're interactive, and they, they stop at various points throughout the the, the park and, and and engage guests, and it's it's a lot of improvisation, uh, and it's it's a fun time to watch if you have a, a couple minutes. It is.
1: It's definitely. It's, I think it's one of the hidden gems of the park. Uh, I I'm personally in, I'm a big fan of Jack Diamond. He's a street musician. Or excuse me, magician, uh, or as he would call himself, a prestidigitator. It's a technical That's a term for word. it's a technical term for a magician, but they are uh, they do they they recently the uh, the studio announced or well, Walt Disney World announced they were cutting the number of citizens of Hollywood they they slashed the citizens, um, and I, I think it was a mistake it's it was a they're they're a unique attraction especially in that park uh, you know the Magic Kingdom has them somewhat they have the fire chief the mayor. Uh, the acapella group, the you know they have a few, but I feel like the ones at Hollywood Studios were more, much, much more interactive, and uh, they had a daily show in the morning with all of them, and then like you said, they spread out throughout the day. And um, do you have a favorite one? I mean, obviously, you know mine.
0: No, uh, no favorites, um, but I, I do agree with you that um, you know they've they've really made cutbacks, and we talked about this last week in the Epcot episode. You know, bands like Off Kilter, Mo Rock, and. Um, the improvisational group that was uh, in uh, United Kingdom. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys, a, a lot of these people, uh, performers, that they work multiple jobs. You know, a lot of these guys that were in the Adventurers Club, uh, you know, work as, as, as part of these groups, and they hold multiple jobs, and, and they just keep getting slashed and slashed. Uh, so I don't like it. Um, you know, it, it seems like the bean counters are really taking over, and they're cutting... Some of the little extras that make it
1: Disney. fun that make it Disney, they make it Disney. Yeah. You know,
0: we talked about those weenies. You know, yeah. these are just some of the extras that that give it that little spark. And they're cutting it and finding more ways to generate revenue. So they're bringing in more money, but they're cutting, you know, All what I time. feel to be ne- necessities in the parks.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, I know you're a big fan of the Adventurers Club, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll cover that one time too. We will. So. So, but, uh, you know,
0: uh, when I handed this off to you, I had mentioned that you were going to mention something about uh, the new stage show.
1: Yes, oh, sorry. So the new stage show, Star Wars Galaxy Far, Far Away, takes you through some of the highlights of the Star Wars universe. You get to see up on stage uh, a lot of the original, the, the famous uh, characters from Darth Maul to uh, Darth Vader, I guess you say, from, from Maul to Vader, and everybody in between, a little bit of Boba Fett. Uh, the, you have Kylo Ren, the... Uh, Captain Phasma is out there and then of course you have Chewie, C3PO, you know, uh, R2D2 are out there and it's a, it's a great state show run several times a day. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, if you have little kids, there is interactive fireworks. It gets a little, you know, some of the dark side characters can be a little bit intense in their performances. And with that the the second part of the show is what's called the March of the First Order and that's where Captain Phasma leads a a company of stormtroopers in and uh, does a, a few parade drills in the center courtyard.
0: So I, I think with the uh, advent of uh, you know Disney's entry into Star Wars, uh, it really gives something for the boys. Yes. You know, yes. For, for years, many people think Disney and they think Disney princesses. Uh, you know, my girls are going to love it, but what about the boys? And you know, ten years ago it was Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, boys, the they were steering boys towards the pirates. Um, now, between the acquisition of Marvel and Star Wars. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's that's geared towards boys, uh, although, you know, it's, girls love Star Wars, too. Yes, you know? yes. Um, so, uh, you know, that's just uh, another, you know, the Disney brand
1: family continues to grow with, with each acquisition. Yes. And uh, one unique part of Hollywood Boulevard, that center courtyard that we keep talking about, a little trivia for you. At one time, the center courtyard, Echo Lake, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, and the courtyard adjacent to the left form the largest hidden Mickey on property. That's right. So if you
0: go to Google Google Maps Google map or Google Earth, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you look at uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, you know the satellite view, you can actually see that it's a hidden Mickey. Hidden Mickey.
1: Well, we can put that up, I'm sure, at some point on the on the sure. page. Yeah. Sure. So moving on, uh, moving down, we move into Echo Lake, uh, also known as uh, the Mini Lucas Land, because uh, pretty much all most of the major attractions that were there are, are Lucas based. You have the Indiana Jones stunt show. Uh, I am a big fan. It's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, then you have the Frozen sing-along at the Hyperion Theater. I know you're a big fan of that, Tony. You
0: know, I, I really enjoyed that last time we went. I, I didn't think I would because I thought we would just get in there and sing songs. But uh, the way they, they presented it uh, as kind of recapping the story uh, in a comedic way. It, it was really a fun half hour, and uh, we had one mom in front of us who, you know, obviously everybody's heard the songs, you know, hundreds of times, uh, but it was it was great, um, not worthy really of a fast pass. No, no. But uh, but I, I really I really had a fun time.
1: And then uh, along there they have recently opened an Olaf meet and greet and a Mickey and Minnie meet and greet. Uh, Minnie is dressed, I guess you'd almost use the term as a flapper from the 1920s, while Mickey. Uh, stays constant in his uh, sorcerer outfit. One of the neat things about that meet and greet with Olaf is they've pumped smell in. And the smell is sunscreen. So when you go in there, you smell like you're at the beach. You know, nothing Nothing better, More. nothing makes Olaf happier than a nice warm day at the beach. Uh, also there, they have the small Jedi training, which is the Trials of the Temple, which your young Padawan can sign up for early. If you are going, folks, and you want to sign your, your Padawan up for a Jedi training, you do it over by the exit of the Indiana Jones show which is nowhere near where the actual training takes place. So get there early, sign up quick, and be prepared to wait. And then the juggernaut of uh, Echo Lake would be Star Tours, as they call it now. The adventure continues. 52, well, I'm sorry, it's actually more now. It was originally reopened with 52 ride sequences, but since The Force Awakens, they've added a few more. So more than 52 different variations of the attraction. Uh, one of It is my favorite ride, uh, as we know. Well,
0: we'll get into that later. I don't yes, want to uh, ruin the surprise sorry, for everyone. Yes, Spoiler uh, alert. Yes. yes,
1: sorry again. So uh, you want to handle the next area of the park, Tone?
0: Sure. The next section is the uh, Muppets Courtyard. Um, once again, Disney gobbling up uh, other properties, uh, gobbled up the Muppets a number of years ago. And uh, the area, there was going to initially be a Muppet land. Uh, Mama Melrose was initially envisioned as a Muppet-themed pizza restaurant uh, where rats like Rizzo uh, would, would actually, animatronic rats, would be delivering pizzas to tables. Uh, that never came to fruition. Uh, but they did build Muppets Vision 3D, which is a great show. Uh, you know, it's 20-some-odd years now, old now, it might be worthy of a, of a redoing. Um, but it's still it's still fun, it's still, you know, Muppet humor. Um, and the, the cool thing is, is there are more Muppets coming, because across from that in what used to be the old uh, Planet Pizza, they are opening up a uh, new restaurant called uh, Pizza Rizzo, which is uh, Rizzo the Rat, uh, I guess is now the proprietor of a pizza restaurant, and I believe that's due
1: to open this fall. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited about that also, too, Tom, as, a, as a pizza connoisseur.
0: Well, I, I think we mentioned, I mentioned last week that I, as much as I like what we consider to be real yes, pizza, I'm, I like Disney pizza. I'm right like there with when you. When I'm there.
1: I'm right there with you, pal. And my wife would roll her eyes because I'm like, I want pizza. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, one of the unique features of Hollywood Studios right now is it's a park that is ripped apart and cut in half. And uh, you, you actually have dead ends. So if you came in and went left and followed the path we told you to, you would be at the dead end. You'd actually have to come all the way back. To the hub to move on to the next the land. The old Streets of America
0: section is, is closed. Gone.
1: It's mostly gone at this point.
0: You know, we'll, we'll probably talk about this in a little bit, but, uh, you know, that's been closed uh, because there's some construction going on. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll probably get to at the end. We will,
1: yes. Uh, next coming up is Pixar Place, which is a... Uh, which is
0: really across the opposite side correct. of the park. So you got to walk back past uh, the Great Movie Ride, past the Courtyard. Yeah.
1: And in there you'll find the Woody and Buzz Lightyear meet and greet. You'll... Uh, it's designed to look, Tone, like the courtyard at the Pixar Studios in California. Most people don't know that. You can look around. Uh, and the, the big attraction there is Toy Story Midway Mania. It's an uh, exciting game that you play against your person you're sitting next to, your friend, your partner, whoever. Um, I could give you my tips for how to get a high score, but I don't want my wife to find out because I enjoy a uh, staggering winning streak. I don't know about you, Tone. Do you... I,
0: I like to think I win all the time, but uh, we we really don't keep track. I, I think I take a picture
1: if I if I do win. Okay, yeah, no, I know I win. And uh, yeah, and she she beats me at Buzz Lightyear though, and, and I, I win at Toy Story Mania. And the cool thing
0: about Toy Story Mania is that they uh, recently opened up a third track, um, which took some of the old uh, meet and greet area uh, space, uh, and has really increased ride capacity. So I would say that it's probably the most uh, busy ride. Uh, recently in the park uh, since it opened and uh, this really you know gives a third track allows uh, a lot more uh, capacity so you know lines aren't as long because those standby lines can be long they're not on and also long but uh, they do get long during the day the great ride to Fast Pass um,
1: I think that I would say that is the ride to Fast Pass in Hollywood Studios
0: definitely it's an all ages ride
1: yes definitely unlike
0: Tower of Terror and Rock and and Roller Rock and Roller even Star Tours right are more geared towards you know, older kids, yes. adults, teens.
1: Uh, next we have what's known as the Animation Courtyard, uh, where another one of my more popular attractions is, and that is uh, the, the Star Wars Launch Bay. It was formerly the Disney Animation uh, Pavilion. And in there you have uh, special meet and greets with characters. You can get a hug from Chewbacca. You can kneel before the First Order and Kylo Ren. There's a special Darth Vader Disney Visa holder meet and greet. Um, there's a lot of Star Wars in there. It's almost job, set up. The
0: Jawas are there. Oh, yes, the Jawas. Uh, I was going. Uh, one tried to steal my iPhone last night. Yep, time I was you there. could. Uh- I, I don't know if you know people are familiar, but the Jawas from Star Wars—they're they're kind
1: of traders, kind of. Uh, sneaky. You could bring them if, as a matter of fact, if you go, folks, take with your kids. You know, bring I, I'd say trinkets. You know, like rubber bouncing balls, stuff like that to trade with the Jawas, and they will trade mm-hmm. with you.
0: Excellent. Uh, what, have, what have you gotten? You know, uh, I I
1: trade. don't I keep my interstellar trading. Uh, you know, there's tax laws and stuff. Oh, that's true. You don't yeah. want the, the no. IRS yeah, feds to know. Yeah. But uh, also, it's set up like a museum, uh, I guess you'd say. after So after Star Wars happened, you're going back to look at some of the relics. And uh, it's a good spot to hang out.
0: Yeah, and some of that stuff is really cool. They, they've got costumes, uh, which, you know, are mus- they, they, they look museum quality. They're all set up on mannequins. Uh, and the interesting thing is there's a price tag on, on most of that. Everything
1: I, in there is I for think, sale. I uh,
0: think, you know, the Han Solo costume, I think was seventeen or $1,600. You know, they've got some really nice uh, Stormtrooper armor. Oh, I, there's
1: nothing on this earth I want more than a set of Stormtrooper armor.
0: Maybe someday. No. A- at I, this I, point, oh, I'm, I'm angling to get a Captain America shield. Are you? Uh,
1: okay. So. Yeah, I, you know, a set of Stormtrooper armor. I mean, I would be sleeping in it on my back porch for a long period of time if I ever showed up with one. But that, that's my number one. Um, also back there, you have what's become a, a big attraction in my world, now that I travel with my daughter, uh, is Disney Junior live on stage, featuring all the Disney Junior characters. There's a meet and greet out front where you could see Princess Sophia, Doc McStuffins, Jake and the Neverland Pirates are all out front. And then inside, there's a stage show, which is really like a live version of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Uh, I've noticed the parents sing along more than the kids. And... Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Tone? It's been a while, I think, since it's, it's you've been, been there. A, it's
0: been a while, it's been a number of years. Um, I think when we were going, it started out as uh, uh, Bear in the Big Blue House. Yep. Um, I think he's long gone.
1: Uh, it was if actually, if you remember, Tone, do you remember when it was the Aladdin themed restaurant?
0: That's that's, even before that's before that. And, a and it, as a matter of
1: fact, those camels are repurposed. There was at the at, uh, flanking the left and right of the door were camels, and those are now the camels at Aladdin's ride in the Magic Kingdom, the Spitting Camel is actually one of the camels from the front of that restaurant. Interesting. Yes.
0: Good note. Um, you know, even though my girls are a little older, uh, a favorite of ours is still in that area, and that is The Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which is a... I don't want to say it's a retelling uh, of the uh, of the movie, uh, nor is it the, the Broadway show, uh, but it is a good uh, stage show, live singing, um, you know, recaps some of the highlights of the movie, Uh, can be a little intense Uh, there are some dark scenes you know it's a dark theater there are some uh, laser light elements um ursula is always scary but uh but a great show uh we still go and uh, i enjoy it and uh you know the other thing right next to that is one man's dream which for disney buffs is a great way to go in and spend uh, you know hours It's a walkthrough, has a lot of stuff from Disney history, from the early days of animation. Uh, You know, there's a, I think Walt uh, has a patent on the uh, the plane camera. multi-plane camera. Multiplane camera, which which was used uh, to give depth to animation. And uh, they've got an example of that there. Um, You know, there's uh, pieces from when Disneyland was being built and, and the scale models, which. I, I still enjoy those. You know, we talked about the, the Epcot model last week that uh, is in the Magic Kingdom. And you can see park models uh, from uh, across the Disney uh, universe. And uh, they're just really, really interesting to see. So uh, there's a small film about Walt as well. But it is really a look at the, at the life of Walt from, you know, beginning to end and a little past that as his legacy lives on.
1: Yes, and I, I, it's, a, it's a good spot too, folks, cool off. That's another one of those. It's a good way to cool off on a hot day or if it's raining. It's a good thing to take in at that time. Would you agree, Tom? I agree. Okay. Next uh, is Sunset Boulevard. Now, uh, one of the unique things about Sunset Boulevard was the first major expansion of the park in 1994. Now, one, one of the things I love about Hollywood Studios is, again, going back in time to 1989 when the park opened, the, the three big Disney movies at the time were The Rocketeer, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Dick Tracy. Uh, Disney had plans to bring all of these into the park. As a matter of fact, when you walk into Hollywood Studios and you look up to the left, you see a billboard for the red car from Roger Rabbit. The Starbucks building, it was originally a gift shop, is the red car's trolley barn. Uh, Going down Sunset Boulevard, if you look at the street, you can see they had the trolley tracks. They used to have a red car souvenir shop. It was a small cart that looked like one of the red cars Uh, from the Rocketeer on the you have PVs ice, uh, ice icy, frost. Uh, what do you call those things? Ice uh, slushies. Yes, he has PV slushies, which is from the Rocketeer. It's a much underrated so, movie. Oh, I, Rocketeer! Again, topic for another day. But uh, you know, do you know where you could find the actual rocket packs from the Rocketeer in Hollywood Studios? Tell us, Dave. Ah, I'm gonna wait till my favorite restaurant for, to give you the answer, Tone. All right. So interesting fact. We we did hit me with it.
0: show number two was uh, Marvel movies. Uh, the director of The Rocketeer is the same director who directed Captain America, so yes. very much a a, a a World War II period piece. Um, you know, st- stylistically very similar.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, the the several attractions you have back there, you have the night attraction, Fantasmic, which uh, we recently discussed the incident with uh, Dopey. It took a spill off of the the float during the attraction. Beauty and the Beast show. No. I've never seen it. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, it, yeah. It's a great show.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would always bow out any chance I had there. Yeah. Uh, Amelia will
0: be uh, dragging yeah. you
1: to it at some point. Uh, my wife's favorite attraction on Disney property is Tower of Terror. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit during the Epcot episode, but Tower of Terror, the free-falling elevator ride, uh, sat in Hollywood, 1939. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Tower of Terror, Tone?
0: I enjoyed it. I've done it a few times. Uh, I have a great picture with my father-in-law, uh, my head buried into his shoulder uh, as we were going down. I believe uh, at the time it, it only did two or three drops. Yes. Um, the ride has gone through many incarnations, uh, from just you know single drops to now they're in multi-sequence drops, where once again, like Star Tours, you've got you know a various number of combinations. Um, so it's a it's a fun
1: ride. I I think one of my favorite weenies in the park tone. Is in the Tower of Terror, and when you take the queue line up to where the fast pass and the regular line merge, on the far wall where, where the of service elevator is, there's a directory of the hotel, and it's one of those old—I don't know what you technically call it—but it's like the, the the felt where you stick the, the letters. letters, yeah. yeah. An, and and some of the letters are missing, and it, it's an effect that's done, you know, over time, some of the letters. You know, fell out. Up. Well, if you if you read out the letters that are missing, it will actually spells out "Evil Tower." You are doomed. So that's one of my, my favorite weenies in the park. Interesting. Uh,
0: the queue is probably one of the best queues uh, in in any of the parks. Um, they've started going back and and repurposing a lot of the queues and putting interactive elements in. You know, we've seen it in Peter Pan, Haunted Mansion, uh, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But I think that going through the queue in, uh, Tower of Terror, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it, it, there's always something drawn, that draws, that draws your eye to it. Um, and it's a great queue, before I was brave enough to ride it, um, you know, they actually do have the, the chicken exit, where a lot of people will go through the queue to see it, and then, uh, make their exit before getting on the ride, and it's a really great, uh, tie-in with, um, The Twilight Zone, and Rod Serling. Um, And, you know, once this Guardians of the Galaxy thing takes off in uh, California, this will be, you know, the only, you know, original Tower of Terror that... That you get. So once again, you know they're drawing a distinction between the two the two rides.
1: Yes, and and you know it's funny because uh, having the, ran the Tower of Terror race several times. The race ends in the backstage area of it, and you actually don't get a sense of how massive the building is until you're around the other side. And where you think the queue line is being ground level, you're is actually way above you. I mean, it, it's just a sense of how big that building is that we talked about the other day. Uh, the other episode about how big it is and how you know why it's that big and um i I just i it's a it's a personal favorite you know it's a family favorite we we ride it over and over again uh you know the, the it's it's one of those attractions too that has i think uh tower terror the jungle cruise and the haunted mansion have the attractions where the cast members put the the performance if you will into it they're not just uh and I'm not knocking Disney cast members. I'm not. But some of them just, you know, how many? Okay, aisle three. How many? Okay, aisle three. The, these attractions, the cast members play a part in it. Would you Would you agree? They do.
0: They yeah. do. Uh, you know, I always love the mansion butlers and, and maids uh, just, you know, for their look and lack of emotion. Yes, yes. Um, now, you did mention that uh, Tower of Terror is one of your family favorites. Your family has recently grown, uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, one thing that you guys can't do is obviously you can't take a one-and-a-half-year-old on, so you guys now have to do the baby swap.
1: Uh, I think that's, that's more of a suggestion tone, but I, I think she, she could take it. She can take it? She could take it, yeah. Uh,
0: have you guys started doing baby we swap? We have, actually.
1: Uh, so good good, uh, good segue. Good segue, good segue. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. So baby swap, basically we were introduced to it when we went uh, the first time with Amelia. And uh, what you do is you walk up to the front of the attraction to the, and tell the attendant that you need to do the baby swap. And they give you a fast pass, if you will, to return with up to another, you could bring up to two more guests, so three people. So when, um, when we would go, what we would do is I would go up to the attraction, I would tell them I have a baby swap, they would hand me the ticket, and the ticket is good till the end of the day. You can go in, I would ride, I would come off, I would hand my wife the ticket, and she would hand me the baby, and she would go on the ride. And uh for, for people traveling with small children, if there's attractions that you have to go on, or even if you have a smaller group of a couple families with small children, it's a great way where, you know, boys could ride, girls could ride, or you know, if you have one of the one child that's the right height and the other ones are shorter, they luck out because they can ride twice. But uh, it, is a, it is a great way to assist that.
0: But you are going through the queue.
1: You're Correct, you are, yes. No. are no. foregoing the queue. You're not foregoing the queue. You're going. So if you have a fast pass, you still have to use your fast passes. They, they check your bracelet and all that, too. So when you say the front of the line, you
0: mean just prior to getting on yes. the ride? Yes, yes. Some people think the back of the line is the entrance and the front is where you get on the ride as opposed to going up to the cast member at the beginning Correct. of the Correct, at the very so, beginning of the queue, yes.
1: So, right. so wait in the 30-minute line, tell them you're there for a baby swap, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You get the baby swap right at the entrance to the ride. So in the case of the Tower of Terror, it's right where the, the electronic sign that says the Hollywood Tower Hotel, and then it twilights out to Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. You tell that bellhop that you need a baby swap, and they give it to you there. Gotcha. So. Good. Yes. And then um, the final attraction in that area Which is... Which has uh, been in the news recently. Yes, and, uh, and I don't agree with what's in the news because it's incorrect. Uh, I think this is another... Case we have of the world we live in, where you know people just jump to conclusions. Uh, Steven Tyler had a hand gesture that didn't really exist 17 years ago, uh, that now people people cried. And I, anyways, folks, the uh, attraction is the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. Uh, it's Disney's first inverted coaster. Coaster uh, it uses a similar launching sequence to that of an aircraft carrier. So. You know, when they when they say go, you're going. It's but, a magnetic uh, launch system. Yes. So it's uh, very fast. Yes. Very Thank smooth. You. That's that's Tony's Navy background right there, folks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I know, like I said, it was in the news. I, I enjoy it. One of the nice things I like about the Rock and Roller Coaster is it has a single rider line. Uh, that and uh, Test Track we talked about last last t- four times when we tried. And uh, Expedition Everest are the only attractions that are boasting the single rider line right now.
0: My wife, uh, single rider uh, on Rock and Roller Coaster yeah, all the time. I, yeah. I, I don't Should know. we
1: get her? Maybe she can come in for this part? And, no. Uh, no? Okay. No, that's all right. And, uh, but it is a great attraction. It's an excellent roller coaster. You know, it's inside, so weather isn't a factor. I'm going to do it one day. Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, you see Aerosmith. Um, and it's, uh, it's definitely one of the top, uh, thrill attractions in Walt Disney World. Does Disney have any other inverted coasters? Uh, let's see. At the, at Disney World or just
0: in in the United States. Yes. We won't cover foreign parks. Yes. They do.
1: And California Screamin'. There you go. Yes. I've been on that. It's the same, it has the same launch system too. So, um, all right, so now to the exciting part. So as we talked about earlier, uh, I guess I, Hollywood Studios is a park transitioning right now. It uh, it's it's it going to undergoing it's it's a, a major expansion.
0: And even prior to the expansion, you would get those who argue that. Hollywood Studios was a half-day half day park. park, yes. You know, I, I and and as well as Animal Kingdom, you know, Animal Kingdom closing early, and I think right now you're at the park where Hollywood Studios truly is a half-day park because there's really not much going on.
1: Right, and uh, but coming soon is going to be the interactive Star Wars Land. Well, it's going to be an additional 14 acres of the park. Rumored attractions are a Millennium Falcon ride and another ride where you're battling the First Order. So they're going original trilogy and. Uh, the the new trilogy, uh, as always, you know we, we skip the you know the what episode one two yeah the prequels we you know that, that never happened, it was um, a bad dream
0: right but we we are looking at a, a number of years before the land is completed fully yes um, yes I don't even think they've broken ground yet they're they're still in the still demolition demo. phase, um so you know it might be twenty twenty. 2021 before everything is completed yes which will be here before you know it well after episodes eight and nine are are done um but i i too am looking forward to it uh they're also building a companion star wars land out in california yes which which has had uh, their groundbreaking correct they're they're building that feverishly and uh, the second area of expansion is a new addition to toy story land which is going to be the slinky dog coaster um you know i always enjoy looking at the artist rendering and You know, I did the same thing when they opened the new Fantasyland and was very much looking forward to Pixie Hollow because the girls were young and, uh, you know, hey, it's it's Tinkerbell and she was big at the time and then Pixie Hollow kind of disappeared. Uh, There's already been some changes to the Slinky Dog uh, track uh, from what has been released, but uh, very much looking forward to, you know, more of the Toy Story stuff. It's a, you know, Toy Story has a lot of properties that they can turn into rides.
1: It was, uh, I was a little disappointed because, uh, you know, the rumored announcements of uh, expansion, we all knew Star Wars was coming. I mean, that was, as they say, Helen Keller could see that one coming, but, uh, I was voting for Cars Land. Uh, as you know, me, me and my love for Disney, Disneyland Resort, uh, Cars Land out there, if, if they do the same job they did with Cars Land, uh, uh, Toy Story Land is going to be amazing.
0: Good. So that's, you know, that's a look at the park, what's there, what's to come, um, as always, we'll kind of wrap it up with, uh, you know, what's your favorite snack?
1: Um, whew, that's a rough one at uh, at Hollywood Studios. I'm going popcorn. I like the little popcorn cart right at right at the end of uh, Hollywood Boulevard there. And uh... you, you know,
0: I'm I'm very upset that uh, they stopped uh, using Orville Redenbacher yes, as the yes, official they did. popcorn yeah. supplier. I find the quality of the popcorn has changed a little. I believe it's Pop Secret now. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm a big Orville Redenbacher guy, uh, so I, I I'm upset. <laughs> Uh, I don't eat popcorn as much anymore, which is kind of good. Um, the, the interesting thing about popcorn is how they've kind of made it into, uh, you know, Disney will find a way to monetize anything. Uh, if they're going to give you magic bands, they're going to give you, you know, little bangles and stuff that you can put on them. Uh, and they found a way to do it with popcorn now because they're offering all these exclusive popcorn containers. You know, your Han Solo frozen and carbonite container, which I'm sure you have like six of.
1: I have the first order of Tie Fighter. That's true, and the Chewbacca mug because now you can get drinks in there oh, actually, one of uh, my favorite little trinkets are there's a, a small bar outside for those of you traveling. A bar, yes. Those of you who so for those of you who don't, so, know, uh, you who don't know, I've actually we've invented the Drink Your Way Around Hollywood Studios game, and uh, it's similar to Drink Your Way Around Epcot, but you just have a list of bars in Hollywood Studios that you hit. So uh, outside of the Brown Derby, there's a small outdoor bar, and any drink you get there comes with a Millennium Falcon light up ice cube. Uh, I have several of those, or a Death Star light-up ice cube. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Well, (laughs) you're insane. Uh, My favorite snack, um, you know, there's nothing really that's specific to Hollywood Studios, so I will fall back on my standard Mickey (laughs) bar, uh, which I do enjoy uh, greatly. Um, And uh, your favorite counter service?
1: Favorite counter service is the Sunset Plaza. Uh, there's consisting of, there's several different, there's Fairfax Fair, there, there's they're made up with a few different uh, ones, but I I like the theme park pizza. Uh, if, it, if it wasn't there, I would say Pizza Planet, but that's gone now. So I'm hoping that Pizza Rizzo brings it back, but uh, yeah, that that is where, yeah, I like it too because it's an outdoor area. You know, you can go sit outside, it's, it's very nice, you're right near some of the major attractions, but yeah, how about you, Tony, what's your counter service?
0: Uh, You know, I I would say uh, Pizza Planet, but uh, they're gone. Um, I really, you know, I'm kind of uh, also in transition uh, as to finding a new favorite counter service. I I just don't have one yet. Maybe something on Tatooine. Well, uh, maybe some blue milk.
1: Yes, yes. Could be in the Outer Rim territories. We never know. Possibly. So, Tone, uh, favorite uh, table service. What do you got there?
0: Table service, I'm a big fan of the uh, 50s Primetime Cafe. I really like the uh, once again you, you talk about uh, Jungle Cruise uh, cast members, hi, uh, Haunted Mansion, um, 50s prime time is is very unique in that all of the uh, waiters and waitresses are supposed to be your cousins. You walk in, it's a very 50s uh, style, kind of like you know everybody's grandmother. You know, lots of Formica um, TV playing on the background of old 50s shows, and they, they kind of treat you. Um, I don't want to say rudely, but, you know, you're expected to eat all your vegetables. You know, they will come by and, and you know, ding you if you've got your elbows on the table or you're not using your cutlery properly. Um, so I really enjoy the interactive element. And uh, I know Cheryl's big fan of the s'mores dessert
1: yes. uh, that they have there. I like Dad's dessert, which is pretty much they just throw everything in the kitchen for a dessert on a plate.
0: Nice. And uh, you have a favorite uh, table? I stores. do. I,
1: I am a huge fan of the Sci-Fi Diner. Uh, I, I am since we were kids. It's a uh, it's a fake, if you will, indoor uh, drive-in movie theater. You sit in what are old cars. We don't uh, say fake, we say magic. I'm uh, mad. Yes, magic. Illusion. It's magical. Uh, and you know I, I I have to say I think probably best burger in Disney is there. Uh, for lunch for the lunchtime crowd, it is a uh, you know, lunch and dinner only. They occasionally do like a, a, a special breakfast there occasionally. But the uh, that is where you could find the jetpack from the Rocketeer. It is in the back part of the restaurant. It's uh, it's mounted on a wall, up on, the, up on the wall.
0: Interesting. So that sums up our food and uh, we'll close it out with um, favorite ride or attraction. Star Wars. Star Wars. All of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Toy Story Midway Mania. As much as I love uh, Star Tours, um,
1: too much for you, Star Tours? No, no Star huh? Tours.
0: I love it. The girls love it. Cheryl doesn't because she doesn't do uh, simulators, mm-hmm. so we don't get to do it as a family. Uh, but uh, the Midway Mania now, you know, we get to go in. We're we're on both sides of the car. The girls compete against themselves, and I get to compete against Cheryl. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's fun. You know, and then bragging rights until the next trip
1: look towards most times look towards the edges down and to the left and to the right those are the high point targets to hit
0: I hope Cheryl's not listening I hope
1: Katie's not listening well,
0: so our, do we have a uh, trivia question did Cheryl have a question before uh, we had the show um, I
1: don't think we have any questions no no, no questions this week on the Hollywood Studios uh, I will say one thing I want to throw out there, folks. Again, traveling with small children, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one out there. Baby care centers are a must-do in the park. Again, I'm, I'm learning as I, I go along now with my, my infant daughter. But uh, every park has a baby care center. If you look on the map, the, the Magic Kingdom, it's at the end of Main Street to the left. Epcot, it's over by the Odyssey Restaurant. Hollywood Studios, it's in the park in the front. And in Animal Kingdom, it's near Guest Relations in the Oasis. And it's a, they're excellent spots. They're, they're very clean. The staff is very friendly. They're great to bring uh, your child to, to have them, to, to change them. If they need to get them out of the heat, they, they have a lot of services there. So if you're traveling with small children, I highly recommend the Baby Care Center.
0: Thanks, Dave. Good points. I just uh, did check the mailbag, and we have a question from Cheryl B. Uh, from Seymour, who wants to know if there is a, uh, an area in the park for an adult just to, like, kick back and relax you have any uh, any input on that?
1: Oh, God, yeah. All right. So um, in the 50s primetime diner, as uh, you mentioned, your favorite place, there's a small bar attached to it. That's a good spot for you to grab a, a, a cold beverage of your choice. Um, also, again, I mentioned at the Hollywood Brown Derby, there's a, an outdoor seating area. They serve tapas. That's a good spot for uh, for adults if you'd like to go have a few adult beverages. I know uh, we,
0: we used to be big fans of the uh, Ellen's Writer's uh, Nook.
1: The, yes oh yes that's a yeah, it was a nice I, little place it's, it's to, a, yeah. to relax which, I, did that survive the cut it no, was there
0: no they're making it into the fi- the lounge for the 50s oh, okay i was uh, for, sorry, sci-fi, for, yeah. for sci-fi yeah
1: it was there when we sci-fi. went in in may it was and still then, open and then it, and it, it was there when we were there in april oh, okay they, they were getting ready to close it yes that, that's that's tragic um one thing we did forget and we're way over time but uh yeah then we just will i think we should probably end on.
0: I would know we forget? I would say
1: the, the new Star Wars fireworks. It's uh, every. It's you know. It's check your map, your park times, but there's a, a amazing new Star Wars fireworks. to show every night or selected nights. There, the best viewing is obviously anywhere on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. So uh, check that out if you're there. More Star Wars, which you know, it's pretty much the motto of my life. More Star Wars. So uh, that's that's about it, Tone and, and guys. We apologize. We're we're going on. We're trying to fine tune. Uh, I talk a lot, right, Tone? You do. I do. Uh, my wife will tell you that one.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, we. There's a lot of information to share. Yes. We try to get it out. We try to, you know, our intention is 30 minutes. You know, we're we're approaching 48 minutes uh, right now. We just hit it. 48 hit minutes. It. Yes. Um, We'll try to keep them brief. Yes. Sorry, sorry Jason. Two points. Right. J- sorry, Jason's Jason. Jason's suggestion was that yes. uh, you know if it's if it's too long to enjoy over a cup of coffee that the show has gone on too long. So, Jason, we apologize. We'll uh, have a second cup of coffee.
1: Glad and, you moved uh, to Maryland. You know, <laughs> I'm Tony, and I'm David, and, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney.